blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, Adam Spees. I'm your co-host, John Spees. Today is the day, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the pinnacle of nostalgic trivia. It's the finals Yay! of our Throwback Trivia Takedown patron tournament. This one guy, he took out Anna Piper. He took out Scott Grimes. And in the semifinals, ended the run of Nathan McQuinn. It's West Virginia's sexiest trivia player, Scotty Too Hottie Barber. Oh, that's a, I don't know how to take that compliment. but I think it's kind of like being the tallest hobbit. But uh, <laughs> either way, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I appreciate it, sir. You have at least 70% of your teeth, so hence, by default, <laughs> sexiest West Virginian uh, pretty much as it I is. I can confirm. I have at least 70% of my teeth. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> right. And his opponent, he toppled Jody Steele, Drew Bucksbaum, and Megan Walsh. So I ask you, what's that coming down the track? It's a mean machine named Josh the Wonder Kid Wenrick. Toot toot, all aboard, here it comes. I don't know, though. I think Scotty might uh, send me in the wrong direction. We'll see. This is guaranteed to be a uh, just kick-butt trivia match. We've got two people who know their stuff. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Uh, But before we get going, we have got to know the rules. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, now that everybody knows that, I do want to get to know y'all just a little bit better. We've learned you guys for a good little bit, know a lot of things about you. But if you know me, if anybody knows me or listens to my other podcasts, you know I'm a fan of whiskey. And so I want to know, what's y'all's favorite whiskey? Gosh, favorite whiskey is tough. Um, probably, I'll just have to say my go-to every day, you know, just grab a bottle on any given day whiskey has got to be um, Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve is probably my my number one go-to yeah it's uh the mint juleps at the kentucky derby are all woodford reserve very nice so after 21 years in the military you have a lot of going aways and you always always get a bottle of whiskey from someone and i think i have about eight bottles at 
in various states of uh, levels, because I'm not a big whiskey drinker, but mm-hmm. I always liked uh, Bullet. I always uh, thought they had a nice smooth taste, and uh, you know you can make a hell of a hell of a Kentucky uh, mule with those with some little ginger yep. beer and limes. So. Okay, so Bullet Bullet Bourbon or Bullet Rye? I'm assuming it's a Kentucky rule Bullet Bourbon. Yep. Okay, which I believe is sourced from Four Roses. Um, both are very fantastic. I've actually I've got Woodford, but I don't have Bourbon currently. But I actually like Bullet better. I'm not uh, gonna lie, and um, so I have got to uh, give this one to Josh so he can pick first in round one. All right. Well, that could be the last good thing that happens to me probably today. So let's <laughs> go with uh, let's go with movies. All right. And we're starting off in the '70s. Okay. We've got a question from Jackie Lafave to start us off. National Lampoon's Animal House is a 1978 American comedy film starring several well-known stars, including John Belushi. The film is about a troublemaking fraternity whose members challenge the authority of the dean of what fictional college? I'm going to be angry with myself. I, I should know this, and I feel it's rattling around there, but... Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I have, I'm going to go with Emerson College. Emerson is definitely not a fictional college. Uh, It's definitely a real one, but it's uh, incorrect. Scott, you get a chance to steal. I was really hoping you'd ask about Dean Warmer. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's Dean Warmer. I'm going to take a shot. It seems right, but there's so many of those fictional colleges, especially from that era that kind of meld together in my head, but I'll guess Faber College. Faber College is correct. All right. Good deal. <laughs> what a pull. All right. He yeah. gets the steal. And you got to pick your category. All right. Let's go with music, please. And we're moving up to the 80s. Okay. Bruce Springsteen invited this friendly face onto the, onto stage to dance with him in his music video for 1984's Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, he knew her before the uh, rest of the world got to know her name, and uh, she was just a little pixie cut, cute. Uh, That was before anybody was friends with her. That's uh, Courtney Cox. Yes, before she starred in that massively awful movie, Masters of the Universe, it is Courtney (laughs) Cox. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, that that is a pretty terrible movie, and I forgot she was in that, so thanks for bringing that up. But it's so bad. It's such a good movie, though, and it's cult It's not. It is. It's not. Just for the scene where they figure out that they're eating food off of bones is so makes that makes it for that. They're like, what are these little sticks that the meat is on? Those are bones. <laughs> it's terrible. Cracks me up every time. Uh, all right, Josh, you get to pick your category. I'll go with news and politics. And we're staying in the 80s. In 1986, Corey Aquino was elected as the 11th president of this Southeast Asian archipelago nation. She was the first woman to hold the office. She helped end the 20-year rule of President Ferdinand Marcos and led to the establishment of the current republic. So that is the Philippines. That is the Philippines. I had a feeling that one wasn't going to slip by you, Josh. Good job. Nice poll. All right, Scott, which one do you want? Oh, great question. I completely forgot I get to pick. Uh, let's go uh, TV. I haven't been playing this game very much. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> TV, please. And we're diving back to the 60s. Oh, 60s. Okay. 
Airing from 1960 to 68, The Andy Griffith Show became an iconic comedy. And this child actor and eventual Oscar-winning director famously played the role of Andy's son, Opie. Not the amalgam of Opie Cunningham, as uh, they called him on, uh, Eddie Murphy famously called him when he was on SNL, uh, but Opie Taylor was played by Ron Howard. Ron Howard is correct. All right. Josh, left we have fashion, slang, toys and games, sports, literature, and food. He might be frozen up. I think so. I was about to say, and you got to pick one, but he's, he's frozen. He's, he's like me. He's, he's just like just sitting there just like, oh, yeah, that's how this game works. I actually have yeah. to pick now. <laughs> Very deep in thought. Okay, Josh is, uh, Josh is abandoned game. I win by default. Hey, thanks for, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me on, fellas. I really appreciate Hello. it. There you are. No, and he's back. Oh, no, Scott. There no, it doesn't work that way. I was trying to win yes. by default there with you. Uh, default. <laughs> default. Uh, all right, Josh, you get to pick your category. I could hear you guys. You just, you're frozen, but I could hear it. Like, I oh, no. Yeah, so uh, I'll go with sports. And we're moving up to the 90s. Before Roger Federer obliterated every tennis record in the books, this guy was known as the king of the grass, totally dominating Wimbledon. From 1993 to 2000, he won Wimbledon seven times. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I can only think of really one dominant player at that time. I don't remember if he won Wimbledon this many times, but I'll, I'll go with Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras was undoubtedly the king of grass in the 90s. Yep, it is Pete Sampras. Yeah, he was the former holder of the most uh, men's majors record, too, at 14, until yep. uh, the, this terrifying trio of... Oh, my God. Um, Djokovic and... Uh, Nadal. Nadal and Federer just blown by everybody. I think it's 2020-19 now at the time of this recording, so... Yeah, 2019. I, I mean, yeah, it's insane. It's like insane. The, the this last decade has been the greatest decade for fans of male tennis. Yeah. Like it's if, yeah. having those three, the three greatest of all time, all at the same time. Yeah, if you like three guys, <laughs> one of the if you're a fan of one of three guys, well, yes, great. <laughs> if you're yeah, exactly if you're a fan yeah. of anyone else, then yeah, yeah too if you're bad. an Andy Murray fan, sorry, he was born in the wrong <laughs> wrong era. He could have had so wah, wah. many more, but yeah, <laughs> true. All right, Scott, you get to pick your category. Mm, toys and games, toys. Okay. And we're in the 70s. Okay. This board game first released in 1973. The object is to put all the shapes into matching holes on the board before the time limit runs out and they fly out. I remember this. I actually think I've had this question before somewhere. And I remember the game, it was a timer, and it, t- 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 it gave that nerve-wracking tick, 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 tick on its way down. You never really knew when it was going to pop, and it popped all of the ones that you'd already put in out of the board. And it was like real random, like S-shapes and uh, crosses and whatnot. I think it's called Perfection. Your answer is Perfection, my man. That is the right. game of Perfection. Deal. All right. Josh, you get to pick your category. I'll go for literature. And we're going to the 60s. DC's Justice League (laughs) debuted in The Brave and the Bold, number 28 in 1960. They joined forces to battle this telepathic giant starfish-looking alien. 
And I know you're not a big uh, comic guy. I saw the yeah. face that you gave me. <laughs> I have a lot of other book questions, but it just happened to land on the comic one. So my daughter loves uh, DC superhero girls on Netflix. And I do recall seeing them battling this creature, but I don't think he was a villain. I think it was just a, a you know, I don't think they gave a name. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll go with Galactus. I know that's not correct. Definitely not correct, but it's all right. I still give you props for trying. All right, Scotty Too Hotty, you get a chance to steal. Describe the the bad guy for me again. Sure. They join forces to battle this telepathic giant starfish-looking alien. Gosh. See, I don't remember this one either. Uh, <sighs> telepathic starfish-looking alien. Um, I'll say Patrick. Patrick Star. <laughs> Patrick Starr is incorrect. Oh, no. Yep. Well, their names weren't too great back in the 60s either. They just called this guy Starro. 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 Yes. Wow. Very good. All right, Scott, you get a chance. Or no, you get a chance. You get to pick your category. Let's go with slang, please. And we are in the 80s. Okay. This term came into use in the early 80s American hardcore scene. It's a style of dance in which I had big old uh, quotation marks there with dance in which participants push or slam into each other, typically performed to aggressive live music. Um, that sounds like a mosh pit to me, so I'll just guess mosh. Mosh or moshing is correct. Okay, good deal. All right, good deal. All right, we still have fashion and food on the board. Which one would you prefer, Josh? Neither. But, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go with fashions. Oh, hey, that's me. And we're going to the 60s. In 1963, this fashion designer was the first winner of the Dress of the Year Award. In 1966, she was appointed Officer of the Order of the British Empire for her outstanding contribution to the fashion industry, best known for the London-based mod movement. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not coming to me. I'll, uh, I'll sh- shout out there uh, Von Furstenberg. <laughs> Von Furstenberg is incorrect. <laughs> Scott, you get a chance to steal. Uh, you asked a mod question earlier in this tournament that I missed then, and I'm trying to remember if there was anything about who the designer was. I don't recall anything in the question set that you asked earlier. So I'm just going to guess Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel is incorrect. Uh, this is definitely probably one of the hardest questions, at least on my fashion one. Her name is Mary Quant. Q-U-A-N-T. Quant or quaint. Okay, cool. So I guess that leaves me with food for the final uh, bit of the first round. Yes, it does. All right. And your decade is the 80s. All right. This candy manufactured by Topps debuted in 1986. The product's gimmick is that the lollipop takes the form of a long cylinder that retracts into a capped plastic tube and must be moved out for consumption. Repeat that, please. Mm-hmm. This candy manufactured by Tops debuted in 1986. The product's gimmick 
is that the lollipop takes the form of a long cylind- cylinder that retracts into a capped plastic tube and must be moved out for consumption. Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. Um, sounds like a push-up bar in a weird way, but also kind of like a Pez slash push-up bar type of amalgam. I'll just guess push-up and be done with it. Push-up. Push-up is incorrect. Mm. Josh, you get a chance to steal. Yeah, no. I think like, uh, like Scott, I, I remember seeing these, but I just don't recall the name. I think my daughter might have had these a couple times too, but uh, I don't know. I'll say push out. How about that? Oh, oh I like it. So the push up was incorrect and the push out is also incorrect. Yeah. Y'all were dancing around it, but John, you definitely had some of these when you were younger, yes? I'm pretty sure they were push pops. Push pop. It push was just pop. called the push pop. Push okay. a push a push pop, I believe, is like the uh, commercial ad. Okay. Very good. All right. Hmm. All right. That is the end of round one. John, would you please give us a score update? All right. Scott has a little bit of a lead. He has 50 to Josh's 20. Okay. One thing I did not mention at the beginning of this, I did tell our contestants that they knew this was happening beforehand, but I haven't told the listeners. John and I are doing a slight little twist here so we can both get our questions in for the final of this tournament. I did the uh, opener and our first round, and John will be taking over for round two and the finals. All right. Well, Josh got to pick first in round one, so Scott, you were going to get to pick first for him in round two. What would you like to give him? Uh, Let's go back to food again. Back to food. And your decade is the 60s. Skull. Your cocktail party in the 60s wasn't hip unless it included this hors d'oeuvre made from beef or pork with a rich gravy, cream sauce, or a side of lingonberry jam. Uh, foie gras? Foie gras, though delicious, is incorrect. Not delicious. It is absolutely <laughs> delicious. Scott, can you steal? Uh, can, I, can I get a repeat of the question, please? Yes. Skull. Your cocktail party in the 60s wasn't hip unless it included this hors d'oeuvre made from beef or pork with a rich gravy, cream sauce, or a side of lingonberry jam. Skull leads me to think that it's Nordic or Viking related, but I just don't know any dishes that are Nordic or Viking related is the problem. So um, uh, I I don't know. I'll just guess Haas and Pfeffer just because it's the only thing I can think. It sounds, I know it's German or Austrian, but oh well, Haas and Pfeffer, even though it's wrong. Haas and Pfeffer is incorrect. All right. What is Adam? It? Adam, do you know any Nordic hors d'oeuvres? Uh, no. I mean, a Kringle is the only thing that, but we, that's Nordic, but that is uh, a dessert. Or some, from other, some other place in Scandinavia, maybe Sweden or Swedish meatballs. Swedish oh, meatballs. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Whatever. Nobody liked my jokes. <laughs> the, the jokes we like, the questions we like. <laughs> okay. All right, Josh, what do you want to give to Scott? I'll give him fashion. Fair enough. And your decade is the 70s. Okay. We have not had a single 50s or 2000s question yet. No. Well, that's okay. 
Though often associated with the 80s, this style of rock and roll fashion was first popularized in the 70s with acts such as Kiss, Sweet, and David Bowie. Kiss and David Bowie for sure had face paint, face makeup. So um, that's what leads me to think that that's probably what it is. So I'll just guess makeup. Makeup is incorrect. Mm, okay. Josh, can you steal? Uh, I hope so. I mean, I'm not too familiar with Sweet, but I mean, Kiss and David Bowie, especially when he was Ziggy Stardust, I think that was kind of in the glam rock era. So I'll go with glam rock. Glam is correct. Oh, okay. I see. Good deal. It's funny. My 70s fashion question was also about glam rock. So I'm going to remove <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Uh All right. Scott, what do you want to give to Josh? Is that where we are? Let's go slang. Okay. Okay. And the decade is the 90s. When you got to know the hot gossip, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Sorry, I had to. (laughs) You had to. (laughs) Yeah, it's not Ghostbusters. Um, God, I think, you know, I think it's too early for TMZ, but I really don't. I really can't think of anything else, so uh, I'll, I'll go TMZ. TMZ is incorrect. Scott, can you steal? So what was the question again? Sorry. When you got to know the hot gossip, who are you going to call? Man. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know. The only thing I remember was popular maybe in the 90s was National Enquirer, so I'll guess National Enquirer. National Enquirer. Is incorrect. Adam, I see you over there with your hand up. You think you know the answer to this? I just got to know the 411. 411 is what I was looking for. Oh, 411. Okay. All right. right. Uh, Josh, you get to pick for Scott. I'll give him literature. Yep. Sounds good. Literature. And your decade is the 50s. All right. Oh, boy. This Hemingway short novel tells the story of Santiago, a fisherman who struggles with a giant marlin far out in the Gulf Stream off the coast of Cuba. I think that is the old man in the sea. That is the old man in the sea. All right. All right. And what do you want to give to Josh? Um, toys and games? Why not? And your decade is the 60s. In 1962, Barbie and Ken finally got this well-known accessory. Originally made out of cardboard. That's the uh, the Malibu Dream House. The Dream House is correct. Yep, Dream House. Okay. All right, Josh. What do you want to give to Scott? Uh, I will give him music. Okay. And the decade is the two thousands. Okay. Scott. Mm-hmm. Who dropped it like it was hot? That's the whole question. That's the whole question. My gosh. Who dropped it like it's hot? <laughs> who dropped it like it's hot? I'm basically asking you who sang the song. I remember the song. I just can't remember who did it. Gosh. Cannot remember who did it. Um, I'll guess Nelly. I don't think it's right. Nelly is incorrect. Yeah. Josh, can you steal? Um. I remember hearing the song. I remember I kind of liked it, but I don't. 
I don't really recall who sang it. I don't really think they had any other big hits, but um, I guess the name that keeps popping up, I think it's Juvenile. So I'll, I'll, I'll shout out Juvenile, winging a prayer. Juvenile is incorrect. Adam, you look like you know. I do. And because I didn't get a chance to lounge sing, I'm going to lounge sing a little bit of this. <laughs> when the pimp is in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. It's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah. Dog. Man. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe oh, I missed that one. Shit, yep. I was thinking something yeah, else. That's, that's one. Yep. yep. I was thinking something else, too. Yeah. Dog, oh, gone. All right, Scott, I believe it is your turn to pick for Josh. Uh, news and politics. Politics. And your decade is the 90s. July 10th, 1991, this man became the first elected president of Russia. Well, I mean, talking fall of USSR, I'll go with uh, everybody's favorite comrade, Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin is correct. Yep. Good job. All right. And Josh, you get to pick for Scott. I'll give him sports. 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 And decade is the 2000s. Okay. 2006. Sam Hornish Jr. won the Indy 500 by 0.635 seconds when he passed this driver on the final straightaway. It was the second smallest margin of victory in the race's history. Can you repeat, please? Sure. In 2006, Sam Hornish Jr. won the Indy 500 by 0.635 seconds when he passed this driver on the final straightaway. It was the smallest, second smallest margin of victory in the race's history. So who came in second in the 2006 Indy 500? Yes. And I will add that this driver held the first place all the way until the very end. I don't think that helps, but thank you. <laughs> sure. Uh, so who finished second in 2006 Indy 500? It's an interesting question. Okay. Um, I'll just guess Andretti. No idea. Andretti. Is correct. Stop it. It was Marco no. Andretti. No way. <laughs> yep. Goodness gracious. Huh. Who knew? Well, I knew, and that's why I asked the question. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't, right. and I answered it. So. <laughs> All right, Scott, All right. what do you want to give to Josh? Uh, so I think I need to give Josh category. Let's go with uh, TV. And the decade is the 90s. Kevin Clash is best known for voicing Elmo on, seven, on Sesame Street, but 90s kids will remember him for voicing the precocious baby Sinclair in this prehistoric sitcom. I know the show. Didn't really watch it. I think it was just called Dinosaurs, so that's what I'm going with, Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs is correct. Yeah. Not the mama. Not the mama. What a great line. The most... The most depressing finale of any series. I was going to say that. I think it ended with like them seeing this huge asteroid coming. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It ended with them anticipating the Ice Age, essentially. Uh, yep. Yeah. Ridiculous ending. <laughs> All right. And last, I believe, we only have movies left for Scott. Is that correct? You got it. That is correct. That's what I got. And the decade is the 50s. Oh, boy. Here we go. Them is a 1954 sci-fi horror film 
where atomic test in New Mexico causes what creatures to turn into giant man-eating monsters? Them. I vaguely remember seeing the poster for Them. Never saw the movie. I think it's even Them with the exclamation point at the end as the title. Um, I will guess Ants. Ants is correct. All right. Phew. All right. That is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right. Josh was able to close the gap a little bit. There's a slight lead. Scott's got 80 and Josh has 60. Can go any way from this final match. This is exciting. All right. Scott, since you are in the lead, you are going to get to pick a category first for the final round. What would you like? Let's go um, movies again, please. Okay. And the decade will be the 90s. All right. And Josh, what category would you like? Tried and true method. I'll stay with literature. And your decade is the 2000s. All right. So based on 90s movies and 2000s literature, go ahead and lock in your bid. All right. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right. Here is your 90s movie question. Name this 1994 rom-com directed by Mike Newell and starring Hugh Grant based on this this opening line. Fuck. Fuck. We're going to have to bleep that, <laughs> obviously. I love it. And for your 2000 literature question. This 2009 historical fiction novel by Catherine Stockett is about African-Americans working in white households in Jackson, Mississippi during the early 1960s. Octavia Spencer won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in the film adaptation. Let me know if you need me to repeat anything. I'm good. I'm good. Well, even though they already have the answers, I'm just going to talk to y'all for a quick second because it's what I do in this part. Uh, And I just want to say, if y'all have enjoyed the Throwback Trivia Takedown tournament, think about signing up on our Patreon. Next year, we are going to do this tournament again. Can you dethrone one of these two awesome gentlemen, whoever will win? You'll just have to sign up and find out. All right. Uh, Josh, since you were behind, why don't you go ahead and give us your answers? Yeah, so for the literature question, uh, I saw the movie, enjoyed it. I never read the book, but I, you know, I think this is, uh, you're describing the help. Uh, and for movies, I believe, you know, Hugh Grant woke up realizing he was late to a wedding. So I think this is for weddings and a funeral. All right. And Scott, what are your answers? I knew four weddings and a funeral at the director. So I had four weddings and a funeral. And for the last one, wouldn't have got it without the uh, the help of the uh, Oscar hint, but I guess the help. All right. Uh, in uh, For the movie's question, the correct answer is four weddings and a funeral. And for the 2000s lit, it is absolutely the help. So both people are going to get their bid. So it's going to come down to wages. Wagers. Let's see how they did. Josh, what did you bid? You know, I always say champions bet zero, but I, this is the uh, unusual circumstance of actually behind. Uh, so I gambled, went big, and uh, went all in with uh, 60 points. All right. And Scott, what did you bid? I bid 60 points yeah. as well. 
All right, Adam, it's your job to do the math and let us know who is our champion. Well, our tournament has been concluded and winning by 20 points with a score of 140 to 120. Scott Barber is the king of the ring. He is the nostalgic meister. Congratulations, Scotty Tuhati. Wow. Mm. Great, great job. Great game, Josh, man. I'll tell you, man, you uh, uh, just killer job at the end. So, I mean, what can I say? Uh, it's um, I got I got lucky that a couple of them ran in my wheelhouse and that's it. So yeah, yeah. yeah no shame in losing to the best, right? I'll say what Ricky Bobby always yeah. says: ain't nothing wrong with silver. <laughs> All right, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your participation in this tournament. We hope you had a, a fun time doing it. Uh, you are both going to get a chance to uh, give your shout-outs this time, uh, and we'll start with our champion. Scott Barber, Scott, anything you want to shout out or uh, any causes to promote or anything like that? No, nothing really. Just uh, I appreciate both of you having me on. This has been a real fun tournament. This has been real, you know, a real uh, fun few weeks uh, playing this through, uh, especially with a, a game like this one where it's up and coming. I really, really like the podcast, and it falls right in my wheelhouse of actually stuff that I kind of know. So, uh, all the more reason for me to listen. Always shout out to my Sinister Six guys, and uh, this one's in memory of Mike Cameron, who would have had the Starro question <laughs> for sure, uh, with his vast knowledge of uh, uh, comic book everything. So sorry, Mike, I wasn't able to get that one, buddy. But uh, that's that's about all I got. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you, sir. And Josh, anything you want to say or shout out to anyone? Uh, how can I follow up with that? I'll just say that, uh, you know, I've been a longtime listener, guys, ever since I first heard of you. So uh, I love being on the show. It was a lot of fun. Great blast. Uh, you know, keep on doing what you're doing. Make us, uh, make us some happy listeners and keep on putting out some good trivia. And, uh, yeah, kudos to you, Scott. Excellent job. Wow. All right, Adam, do you have anything you want to add before I uh, do the sign-out? No, I had a lot of fun doing this tournament. Um, you know, it's definitely a lot of work coordinating all this stuff uh, to, to, to different people, but I'm excited to keep it going. We're going to bring it back probably around March of next year, make it an annual thing, but it is cool. I'm really excited to see that, you know, we've got some amazing people who listen to this podcast, some people who have been on Jeopardy, some people who are super smart and haven't been on Jeopardy yet, um, that kind of thing. And then they choose to listen to our silly podcast. It's it's just an honor to have you guys and the men and women who have listened to this show and been on our show. Um, so just massive thank you to everybody who's listening and hopefully y'all will continue to listen. I just, I have to uh, echo something what Adam said. Uh, I'll just add to it. Uh, whenever we record this podcast, Adam and I are definitely the least smartest people <laughs> in the room. And so we appreciate everyone who's listening. It's making sense. We're making this sound like this is our final episode or something like that. This is just the end of the tournament. But again, uh, we appreciate it. So anyway, that is Adam and I'm John. And this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Huh.
Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.